0: Hey, Giant fans. Welcome to the Giant Insider Podcast. My name is Jerry Foley. I'm the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper. And with me as always is the beat writer in the heart of Giants Nation, Chris Bizignano. So we're a little more structured now, Chris. What I'm gonna do now is say what's coming up on this show. Uh, First, we will discuss a a couple rule changes that the league imposed, and actually one that that they did not impose that I was somewhat passionate about on the last podcast, thank God. Um, The DeAndre Baker situation, your Twitter questions, and we have an awesome, awesome interview with the great Mark Collins.
1: Yes, it was.
0: So, right. yeah, Jerry, yeah, go ahead. Let me, let me, let me jump in. All
1: yeah, right. Yeah,
0: there it is.
1: You were very passionate. I mean, yes.
0: passionate, right?
1: About the proposal for the fourth and fifteen instead of the onside kick, right? right. Yes. <laughs> you basically, you know, basically said it's the most buffoon proposal you might have ever heard of in the history of the NFL, and that's saying something. I, but, did, I did. And I guess they were listening on Park Avenue, and the owners, they listened to the podcast because they immediately shot that down.
0: Yeah, yeah. We have, <laughs> we Jerry, have, we have a lot of power.
1: Jerry, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, I, I just want to give this something quick because, you know, I was bringing up the health aspect of it last week. I was laughing about how the league, you know, they, they changed the onside, kicked five guys on each side right for the safety precautions and all that, right? Yep. And then they turned around and made it a live play, which is even more dangerous, right? Yeah. Okay. I wasn't even thinking along the lines of this too, Jerry, that if if they would have implemented this rule, how many times you would have had like an Aaron Rodgers, a Patrick Mahomes probably connecting on a 50-yard play Forty-yard play, maybe even a touchdown, right, Jerry? Absolutely. So, how ridiculous would that have looked? That basically it was an onside kick, right? Right. That you recovered, you know, twelve yards down the field, fifteen yards, you keep the ball and all that. How stupid would it have been if there were been a couple of hit, big hits on those plays where they were giving up touchdowns on a play that was supposed to be an onside kick, right?
0: Yeah. It, it, the, the issue I always had with it was it's such a fundamental rule change, and then if you you factor that in. It is so dumb and would look so stupid, uh, aside from just the rule itself. But that happens. It's like, oh wow, they just scored two touchdowns. This is this is the NFL now. This is the rule. Okay.
1: Yeah, I mean, Jerry, I got to be honest with you. When I was talking about last week, last week's pod, I wasn't even thinking about the big, the big play. You know, possibilities. You, you, you got guys like, uh, you know, all these quarterbacks besides Rogers, Mahomes. You know, anybody could. You know, right. uh, Jones could hit. Daniel Jones could hit Slayton on a deep post. And next thing you know, now they got six points on a play that was supposed to be an onside kick, right? Right. It was ridiculous, man. And uh, But needless to say, uh, it didn't go very far. Uh, now, will it be proposed again next year? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't surprise me to see it again next year, Jerry. You know? Yeah, and, and people um, asked me,
0: they said, if, if the Eagles didn't propose it, um, would you have gone for it? And you know what, guys? That was just a sidebar. It was kind of funny that the Eagles proposed it, but. It, it doesn't matter who it could the giants could have proposed that. i would have said this is ridiculous it's a stupid rule change right so make sh- i'm
1: sure you're very happy jerry because that was shot down Extremely. pretty pretty quickly right
0: and I, guys i again i i like tweaks to rules i'm okay with the tweaks but when you fundamentally change something it it, it almost the sport becomes a little unrecognizable to me
1: right um and to a lot of people right yeah. so um yeah, so that was happening. I thought of you, Jerry, when I saw that on the um, when I saw that yesterday that they they didn't you know they shot that down. One rule change, Jerry, that did was implemented um, that I thought was a very good move was the old dead ball foul, dead yeah. ball foul. Yeah. Let's keep that clock running, yeah. right? Uh, I I have to be honest, Jerry. I'm shocked it took this long. Now, am I a conspiracy type guy? No, but. Is it a coincidence, Jerry? Yeah. Is it a coincidence that Bill Belichick got burned by this rule last season where you could run off 39 seconds and have a false start? Right. <laughs> okay, go back to the huddle. 25 seconds more. Do it again. All right, right let's run off another 25 seconds, right? Right, right. right. Well, you saw Mike Vrabel did it to Belichick last season. Yeah. Now, Belichick has been known to do this a few times himself, yeah. and he'll give you that answer. Well, it's in the rule book, right? So, Rabel turns around and burns Belichick last year's playoff game, and then the rule gets changed a year later. You can no longer continue the dead ball fouls. Uh, you could do it, but the clock is not going to run. So, obviously, you're not going to do it, right? So... Is it a coincidence, Jerry, that it happened to Belichick and the rule was changed? You tell me, Bud. What do you think?
0: I don't know. <laughs> and and usually you think like Belichick and Goodell and the Patriots and Goodell just do not get along, right? Um, be, because of everything that's happened, everything that was that they were accused of. It's it's strange that they changed it now that Belichick got screwed. But I, I don't know if they put up a stink or what. But you know, this is that I didn't have a problem with Belichick doing that, and and. And it's almost like in, in, what was it? Super Bowl 42 when I think it was Chase Blackburn was late coming off the field. He called timeout, challenged the play. Uh, and, and it looked, and we had an extra guy on the field. So that's a cheap way of using the rule, but it's really not breaking the rule. So I don't know. I don't know what to think of the timing of it, Chris, to be honest with you. I, I don't know. <laughs> it's unique. Um, well,
1: it- Listen, a couple of things. It happened in a playoff game. The whole nation was watching, right? right it wasn't right. just a Sunday, a Sunday afternoon game, four o'clock game where you know a portion of the nation was watching, right? Right. So obviously, it brought a lot more attention to it. Yeah. But Belichick was going crazy on the side. If you remember, Belichick, yeah, even he though was, he knew, yeah, even though he knew
0: there was no rule being broken, right, right? Right. He was pissed off on the sideline. And if I recall, that his his main consolieri was uh, was Judge right next to him.
1: I don't remember that. I'm pretty, I'm when sure he was losing right.
0: his mind, I'm pretty sure it was Judge standing next to him. That's pretty funny.
1: And, Jerry, even though Belichick hates Roger Goodell, and you know he does, yes. right?
0: Yes.
1: Yep. Um, it's still Bill Belichick, Jerry. Yeah. It still carries – when he has a complaint, when he proposes something, or when he's bitching and moaning about something, right. it still carries a lot of weight. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So listen, I'm not saying, hey, Belichick got this rule changed. I'm not saying that. I just find it pretty funny that when on a na- it was a Saturday night game too, remember? Yeah. On a Saturday night playoff game where it kind of burned Belichick, they ate up a lot of clock, and Vrabel did nothing wrong. It was all part of the rules. Yeah. That the rule was changed, the next season. So, but it was a very it was a good move by the NFL.
0: Yeah, I think so. It's a, it's a ticky tack uh, thing that they did, right? That Belichick used to the the. the the way it was carried out and then Vrabel doing it back to Belichick. Like you said, it's not against the rules, but it's stretching them as far as they go. So maybe the embarrassment of a playoff game, like you said, in prime time where that would happen was enough for the, the rule to be changed. And and ironic that it happened to Belichick and then it was changed. So um, good call by you, buddy. Good uh, good analysis there, pal.
1: Thank you. Um, just one little thing uh, From now. Uh, instead of two players coming off the injured reserve – you yeah. could have three next season. Yeah.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. Oh, uh, I have no problem with that, Jerry. I don't know how you feel. I think, okay, well, that sounds good to me, right? We have, we have so <laughs> many
0: guys on injured reserve every year. I'll, I'm all for it.
1: Right. So, um, so that's about it as far as, but I thought those two were, were pretty interesting. You know, obviously the fourth and 15 ridiculousness, that's out the window, hopefully yeah. forever, Jerry. But I, I you know, listen, I could see it being brought up again next year or the year after. You know? Yeah, yeah me too. It's not proposing it. Uh, and that was a rule, the dead ball foul clock continuing rule was that used to drive me crazy man yeah you
0: know
1: I, I thought that was ridiculous so i'm glad the nfl got that one right jerry so,
0: Nice. um also a little update on deandre baker i don't know how big this is um you may know more as far as being able to leave florida correct
1: yeah on uh, this you know under certain restrictions but he is allowed to leave um obviously to come up here right right, right. if uh, uh virtual or if there's a mini camp maybe the end of June I don't know I don't see that happening but or obviously training camp in July right right um, so we don't know, you know what, what his case where his case is going um but like I said with his lawyer coming out and saying basically he was saying at first that oh yeah in the next few days this is going to be dismissed remember yeah oh okay. this is going to be gone this is gonna be dismissed this is now we're two weeks into it I mean we're not, obviously it's not dismissed and we don't even know what's going on, all right? So that's why lawyers shut up, (laughs) Uh, you know, talking in the press and the media, trying to get their name out there to get some more clients in the future. Uh, The case is still going on, like I said. High-profile cases, relaxed. You know, even though witnesses recant, you don't know what's going to happen. So, But we are hoping, Jerry, what? That DeAndre didn't do anything wrong, and he's a giant in training camp, right? Yeah. and, and for the 2020 season, that's what we're hoping, you know, but we'll see. But yes, he's allowed to come up. The, so if there's a mini camp, which is highly doubtful, you know, uh, at the end of June, even if they push it back, highly doubtful, because there's an offseason part of it. And then training camp, right? So at the end of July, hopefully, um, you know, DeAndre is around um, if he didn't do anything wrong and he's at training camp. But all of his case is still pending, which it might be. But he'll be able to participate in training camp.
0: Well, hot off the presses, Chris, from the uh, the governor's press conference, June twenty second, kids are allowed to uh, partake in sports non contact. Now, I don't know how that relates to professional teams, but I think since our last podcast, I think it was mo- this past Monday, right? That um, sports teams were allowed to show up. I don't know. I don't, I'm losing right. track, dude. We've been out. We've been quarantined for so long. I don't know when Monday was or Friday or. I think since the last podcast that was announced, I could be wrong. Maybe we announced it already. Starting to go stir crazy, but um, I, I don't. I, I, I'm not comparing youth sports to pro sports, but interesting that that came about today. Not sure how it affects uh, the New York Football Giants. So,
1: well, he's opened up the facilities, Jerry. Right. I mean, if it was up the, I mean, if the NFL turned around and said to all, "Hey guys, go back, yeah, go ahead. yeah," they could. Yeah. Nah, they wouldn't. Right. Right. Because they're being guided by NFL and. Doctors and all that, all Murphy was saying that you could open the doors if you want, you know, and right. your doors are open. And some employees will be back in the facility next week, Jerry, and then maybe the week after, some plays will, will start filtering in.
2: Yeah. Not
1: all 90 at once, right? Slowly but surely, some will be coming in, right? And I guess they're building it up, Jerry, for July 30th, right? Or the 29th for training camp. Yeah. By the way, Jerry, um, did Phil Murph, the governor of New Jersey, is saying about getting a haircut?
0: Because I, I really need a haircut. Dude. That has not happened. So no. that was not announced. No.
1: Okay. I was just curious because it's been three months since I got a haircut. and He hasn't mentioned. <laughs> no, so you, I'm, I'm going to
0: start looking like Ozzy Osbourne in another you, couple of weeks. You're fortunate that you have a full head of hair, whereas I was receding rapidly. The enemy was approaching and I was able to shave my head. And that's that. Uh, I don't pay for a haircut anymore. But, you know, you... So
1: you you could give two craps about that.
0: No, I'm saying I wish I was in your situation where it actually affected me more because, quite frankly, it's not a Picasso on top of my head. It's just um, gray and receding. So I took care of it right before all this started, oddly enough. So, uh, no, 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 long story short, Chris, no word on um, on haircuts, buddy.
1: So, All right, because, uh, you know, in another couple of weeks, I might be able to make a comeback maybe with Zeppelin, filling in for Robert Plant, the way my hair is growing here. So, <laughs> okay. Uh, thank you, Jerry. I was wondering, since you had some stuff hot off the press, I was wondering if you mentioned anything about haircuts and no, stuff like that. That's nothing. Not- I, was,
0: I was listening to it just now, right before we yeah. started. So, oh, okay. All right. Yeah, there you go. Hopefully right. soon. Yes. <laughs> Hopefully, soon is right. Oh, okay. Anyway, um, anything else before we get to Twitter questions, bud? Uh, no, that's it, man. That's yeah. it. All right, cool. Um, so, folks, you are listening to the Giant Insider Podcast with Chris Bizzignano, the beat writer, and Jerry Foley. Available on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Stitcher, and a host of other platforms. So I sent out the tweet this morning. Uh, we'll do about 10 minutes of this, guys, and then we're going to get to the the, the Mark Collins interview, which is our, uh, really our first official interview together of, of a, a former Giants player. And if you guys like it, we're going to work on getting more and more and more. So hopefully uh, you'll enjoy it. But I, I think you will. It was a hell of a segment that we had, man. I could have talked to him for about six straight hours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Really, uh, really good inside stuff. Collins, yeah. really good. Really good guy from a really good player, man.
0: Yeah. Well said. Uh, Matt LaRoe Leroux at LaRoski. Here's a good one. What are your guys' thoughts on Eli's Twitter debut? And what do you foresee Eli Manning doing next year? Hashtag buffoon crew. Mm. He, he's hilarious. His Twitter account is... is he's owning Twitter uh, for about a week, I thought. I, I, you yeah. know, taking shots at Peyton and, and Brady. You know, <laughs> funny. Uh, Sean O'Hara. Um, he's like his brother. Like, he'll plug products. I think he was plugging some, I don't know, uh, chip or something or sauce. or Anyway... But no, he's his own Twitter, and what what do you see him doing next year? I think he's going to enjoy his family for for a year or two, I would imagine. Uh, but I don't, I don't know front office announcing. I could, he's going to be in the public eye. He has he's got he's too talented and too witty, which is kind of a cool aspect to see of him now. See, I speak highly of Eli, Chris. Um, well, I see you trying to make up for some past,
1: you know, <laughs> conduct of by yourself towards Eli nice. by Manning. Uh, I see what you're trying to do here. I don't think Lisa's going to be fooled by this nonsense. But anyway. <laughs> Jerry, um, Eli is, you know, basically what he's doing on Twitter a little bit is what he does every day, what he did every day in the locker room. He's a, yeah. he's a, he's a jokester, you know?
0: Yeah,
1: right. Uh, a lot of people don't know that side of Eli. He loves to come out with the practical jokes and gives the the dry humor and all that. That's Eli, right, you know? Right, So he's shown some of that on Twitter. Yeah, I mean, it did surprise. You know, he kind of hinted he might do it, you know, um, but it still surprised me that he did actually go on Twitter, you know? Yeah. But good for him, Jerry. Now, what he's going to do, he – Stated he said at his <clears throat> retirement presser that he's going to take a year off and be with his family, mm-hmm. and coach up his girls' ba- basketball teams or something like that, soccer teams, one of those two, a little bit. And then he'll after like a year, you uh, know, I'm sure he's going to start thinking about some things, Jerry. Um, I could see him being some kind of advisor to the front office, yeah. you know, I, uh, in a Giants, you know, uh, in a Giants organization. I could.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, I don't see TV for him, Jerry. His brother's Peyton's a totally different personality, you know. Yeah. I don't see TV with Eli, um, but I see some kind of connection to the NFL somewhere, Jerry. You know, right? Uh, so give him a year; he'll be with his family. He's gonna raise up his kids a little bit more, do some, you know, coach up some teams for his kids, his daughter's teams, and then we'll see where he takes it from there. I'm sure he's gonna dive into something, though.
0: By the way, since we're dropping this earlier, we got about 50 responses to the question, to the uh, the, the tweet about sending questions in, and I want to apologize to Mark Collins because I included him on the tweet saying hey and don't forget about our interview with collins well mark collins probably got 49 or 50 responses on um twitter questions so mark if you're listening uh, i apologize for that sorry about that he's probably like what the hell are these people asking what's buffoon crew <laughs> um anyway uh the mecca of nyg which defense has a better playoff run for the giants 86 97 or 11 yeah 86 uh three points throughout the playoffs 20 in the super bowl it's not even close yep um there you go oscar Nieves with the quarantine looking like it's coming to an end Mm, well maybe outside of new jersey what positives football wise can we take away from this time other than the fact that eli manning is taking over twitter hashtag buffoon crew what positive can come has come of this chris like i I mean what i guess the team building stuff that they did on zoom I, i don't know is there anything positive well, uh,
1: listen, uh, the, the Zoom meetings, the virtual workouts, I mean, is that positive? I guess a little bit, you know. Right. But I don't see that, uh, you know. The only positive is that the governors have allowed the facilities to open up. I'm sorry. And, that you know, that gives everybody hope that these guys are going to be in here in July for a training camp, Jerry.
0: You right. Know? Yep. Uh, Joey Z at Molten Center 81. How do you feel about the constant rule changes in the NFL? It should be more like baseball where the rules stay consistent. Why can't they just choose rules and stick with what works. Hashtag with Joey, like we said, I'm okay with tweaking them, but you can't fundamentally change them. I agree with you. I don't think that we should be so flippant every year that the NFL should say, let's propose this. Let's propose this. Let's accept this from a team. Put it up for a, a vote. I, I agree with you. I, I think it should be, baseball's a little too rigid, but I think there's something in the middle, right? Somebody suggested, and I, I, I apologize if I don't get to it. It might've been Agent X or somebody. Um, what about a five-yard rule? for onside kicks that i like whoever suggested that i like that that's tweaking the rule where you're making it a little easier for the kickoff team to get it but it's not fourth and 15 easy so i'm okay tweaking but what fundamental- do you
1: mean a five-yard rule jay what well it it's, that? you know they
0: have the balls to go 10 yards on an onside kick before you can yeah go, if, if you change that to five yards instead
1: oh but the team stays 10 yards back
0: yeah maybe oh, oh yeah. okay okay yeah. i All mean right, you're gonna get it. some collisions but it at least it's worth bringing up I, I and i apologize whoever sent it i read it before it was a, it's a great point great question great i think great proposal um, but that's yeah, that's but the kind of thing i'm looking for
1: you're going to have too many collisions with that that's yeah, what they're looking to avoid yeah, that's right. the only thing yeah, about that it's a good it's, point. A, it's it's an interesting idea no yeah. question about it yeah but the only thing is now you're going to have guys running 5 yards and they're going to be colliding yeah right understand yeah. what i'm saying yeah absolutely cuz they're going to try to kick it 5 yards now instead of 10 Right. Yep. And then now you're gonna have guys going full speed for five yards, and they're gonna be look. They're gonna be. That's what. That's what they were looking to avoid, supposedly. <laughs> right.
0: Right. Right.
1: But but I guess the fourth and fifteen proposal, where a guy could crush a quarterback, was okay. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, so I, I don't ever see that. It's an interesting concept, though. It really was, but yeah. no, I don't ever, I don't ever see that happening.
0: Uh, Frank Seattle, encouraged by the the Cutcliffe, what Cutcliffe said this week about DJ. What do you guys think is an appropriate stat line for him in year two to justify the, quote, big leap prediction? Hashtag buffoon crew, hashtag not a relative, hashtag redemption question. That's right, Frank asked a bad question last week. Uh, less fumbles. His stats were fine. Touchdown interceptions were pretty good for a rookie. It's the, the overall turnovers have to go down, Frank. I, I'm not going to say 4,400 yards and 30 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. It's just the, the turnovers have to go down, especially the fumbles, I would say.
1: Yeah, yeah, Jerry, I agree, man. I mean, the fumbles was the big thing. Now, listen, we're not looking for, you know, four fumbles and then 23 picks either, you know? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> but let's you know what, Jerry? Let's just leave it at this. The overall turnover, right? The turnover number has to be down. Either yeah. intercept, You know, he didn't have many interceptions for a rookie, but he did have a lot of fumbles, man, right? Right, right. right. Not all his fault. Not all his fault, but a lot were, okay? Right. The ones that we label were has to be eliminated. All right? Yep. As far as numbers, you know, you're looking for the 20-plus touchdowns again, right? Yep. You 20-plus touchdowns, uh, you know, you're looking for the 3,500 yards. If I got to go 4,000? No, I'm not going to say that in real two, but, you know, a, a good season now, a decent season the NFL is 3,000-plus yards. I mean, that's nothing special anymore. That's right. So what are you looking for? 3,500 yards, right around there, right? Yeah, yeah. But the turnover... Who asked that question, Jerry? I just Frank?
0: Scroll, I just scrolled.
1: Frank, Frank. Yeah, Boy, Frank. so Frank... Overall, those turnovers have to come down. Jerry's right. That's what we're looking at. The turnovers have to be – they have to come down big
0: time, man. Because you can't keep turning the ball over to the other team. You know, you just can't do it. We'll go We'll go two more. And by the way, that was Giants' carb crush who suggested that. So good job, buddy. Hey, Jerry. Um, yes. Just, just quick. we have time quickly? Yeah. Cutcliffe, right? Mm-hmm. He talked about Daniel Jones'
1: accuracy in that article. Right. Right? Yeah. And Jerry, if you remember – the first few practices last year at training camp. Do you remember mm-hmm. what I used to text you? Yeah. Or I used to put on Twitter. Whoa, this kid is accurate. Remember? Yeah. Yep. I mean, so the point I'm getting at is that hey, Daniel Jones, and you saw it last year, with some of the throws he made, man. Yep. The point being is that hey, this kid is he was wit, and at least I'm not going to jump on Jerry's bandwagon and take a shot at your boy here, but. But... As rookies, Daniel Jones is way more accurate than Eli Manning.
0: Well, the throw against the Cardinals and the throw against the Bears; those two, I thought, were his best throws this season. Uh, he
1: had a he had a dynamic one in a packet game in the snow too. I remember, That's right. but That's I, right. I don't
0: know who the hell he threw it
1: to now. But um, but you know, at, at the same stage of their career, I mean, Daniel Jones as a rookie was way more accurate than he, Eli Manning when he yeah. was a rookie, right? Right. Hear um, that, but at the... that Lisa. Now, Lisa, you know I'm not taking a shot. And, uh, you know, you know, Jerry actually told me to say that. No, no. No, I'm only kidding. So, look, but the point being, Jerry, accuracy is not an
0: issue with this kid. Right. Right? Yep. It's some other things that he has to clean up. All right. Two more questions, then we're going to get to the Collins interview. Um, personal question from Agent X. Hey, guys. Um, New York style or Sicilian pizza? Um, Agent X, I, I like New York style, like the thin crust. But once in a while, I'll go Sicilian, too, just to... Change it up, but no, I prefer New York style. Chris, I would imagine you go thin crust as well, buddy. Yeah, yeah, thin crust. I'll do both. It don't matter. I also,
1: I also was, you know, the L&B pizza growing up too. You know what I mean? Which was uh, oh, that's that right. square with the oh god. That's from yeah, Spom-
0: Gardens, right?
1: Yes, yeah, Spimoni Gardens back in the day. See, which I was, know. which was uh, unbelievable. You know, um, so yeah. I, 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 as
0: long as it's good, I'll eat it. Oh, here's a good question from Dubs Drivel. Uh, if you were stuck on a desert island and had a busted phone where Twitter was the only thing that worked and it could only follow one Twitter account, well, Chris, is a test for you. Whose would it be? Eli Manning, Justin Tuck, or Carl Banks? Hashtag buffoon crew. Ah, you're asking me? Yep. I'm going to ask you I gotta, first. I got to go my boy Banks. You know that. Yeah, me too. I'll go Banks. For All right. Oh, okay, Jerry. Well, no, he's, re- he's retweet. Hey, he retweeted me. He retweeted mine the other day. I dash JF where he sent, where he sub or whatever you call it where he said, um, maybe we can have fans uh, play Madden to determine who gets the ball now. it's like, oh, Carl, nice job, buddy.
1: Probably thought it was me. He
0: he didn't see the JF. (laughs) (laughs) All right, uh, good stuff, man. Thanks, everybody, for the Twitter question. Sorry to cut those short, but we have a great interview with the great Mark Collins um, coming up right now. So two-time Super Bowl champion, 1989 All-Pro, 27 picks. In our opinion, Chris, I I think we say this uh, in the interview, Arguably the best corner on the Giants over the last 30 plus years, no?
1: Yes. Yep. No question about it. My opinion, uh, probably the Giants' best corner in the last, like you said, Jerry, last 30 plus
0: years. All right, folks. So please uh, listen and enjoy. Welcome to the Giant Insider Podcast, the great Mark Collins. Mark, thank you so much for joining, man. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it absolutely uh this is an honor for us like i said we are fans we cover the giants but we are fans and you know the 80s were our heyday of rooting for this team so this is awesome
2: <laughs> very good very good good stuff
0: so good chris well mark first off my man
1: i've been following a giant you know i've been i've been a giant for some mid-70s so i've seen a lot of it okay
2: uh-huh,
1: I hear you. my humble opinion you're the best corner this team has had okay <laughs> All right, so I'm not gonna blow too much thing up, you you know what? But Uh, my opinion, and Jerry's opinion, and a lot of people's opinion, including Mr. Banks, we'll get into him later. Okay, you were this franchise. You were the best cornerback this franchise has had. Okay, but Mark, I gotta ask you, my man. You're a second-round pick, 1986. You walk into the locker room. This team comes off a tough playoff loss in '85. They're geared up. They know they they can make a run in '86. Mark, describe. That feeling, walking in to those guys and, of course, the first time you saw Lawrence Taylor. Well, i tell you,
2: you know, uh, well, thank you for the compliment. And, and I'll tell you a story after I finish this story. Um, you know, coming from Cal State Fullerton, is, you know, we were Division One, we, we, we were not a powerhouse. But uh, coming from a school like Fullerton, then you walk into the you get drafted by the Giants. And you walk into that locker room knowing what the Giants did the year before and losing to the Bears in the NFC Championship game. Uh walking to the locker room after I got drafted during Minicamp. Right, I was uh I was in awe of seeing Harry Carson, hmm. of course Lawrence Taylor, Phil Sims, Joe Morris, uh, all those guys. Uh but my mentality was not to be in awe of them, uh, but was to be uh a part of this team. Even though I was drafted in the second round, sometimes it doesn't guarantee you a spot. So my mentality was hey, I got to go in this field somehow. And um, knowing the situation that they traded Mark Haynes away uh, that year uh, and right. moved up in the draft against Zimmerman and got me in the second round, Yep, that told me that I had a chance to really compete for a starting job. So uh, when I got to minicamp, well, before I got to minicamp, Bill Belichick, <laughs> he sent me the playbook. Awesome. Which you're not supposed to do. <laughs> oh, you, you, wait a minute, Mark. You mean Belichick might have stretched the rules a little bit? <laughs> Oops, I never in the bag. I'm sorry. That's awesome. Uh, don't worry
1: about it. It doesn't go. Don't worry about it. Kevin. No,
2: no worries. But anyway, he sent me the playbook, and I I, I learned uh, without you know just I just read the book. My position, left corner. So when I got to mini camp, I was ready to go. I knew the calls. I knew the checks. I knew everything. So when we got the Minicamp at Giants Stadium, you know, they threw me in with the first team defense. So we're at the stadium, Minicamp was at the stadium, and uh I'm on the left corner I'm going and we break the huddle. Phil has offense in the, the huddle. And I'm going I look and I see I see Lawrence Taylor. I see uh Harry Carson Banks. I said, Man, what am I doing over here? It was <laughs> kinda cool, but it, it was a great feeling and uh, you know, I, I just didn't want to be that that guy, that rookie who just wanted to, just wanted to make the team. I wanted to to play and try to contribute. Right,
1: oh, and that you did.
2: So you know it, it was it was fun. It was it was a great experience, and and, and uh, I get the opportunity. I get invited to talk to a lot of rookies uh, when they get drafted. The, the Kansas City Chiefs invited me to speak to their rookies, uh, the draft picks, uh, Patrick Mahomes class their their draft picks and their undrafted free agents. So and I i will tell you why I'm going with this story. Yeah. Uh I would tell those players if you cannot walk into this if you, not, if you cannot walk into this stadium and try to get on this team without having the wherewithal to take another man's job. Right. This isn't for you. Right. And as soon as you figure out that this game is a business, the better off you'll be. So my mentality with the Giants, and that's what I did. I was there to take somebody's job. Uh, not wishing bad on anybody, but right. wish injury. I was there to take a man's job. Right. And right. being fair about it, I did that for a while. Uh, but sometimes Bill Parcells is little—he's a little superstitious. He didn't believe in too many rookies playing, but I proved them wrong for at least nine to 10 games of that season. So, and I played in every game except one. I hurt my, I broke my hand, but other than that, it was a great time. Yeah, your
0: first interception, if I recall, came against the chargers, right? Against Dan Fouts. Yeah. Yeah. Dan Fouts. Yeah. I just remembered that. I, for some reason that one popped in my head because Terry Kennard and Kenny Hill had two that game. I think you had the other one.
2: Yeah. Okay. Dan Fouts.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I, again, we're, we're fans here. Um, one of the things, Mark, that, that you did very well that, that, absolutely was crucial with you getting into that lineup was you were such a good tackler at corner do you think that's a a lost art with cornerbacks and and also why were you so good at it is it desire or is it technique
2: well it's, it's, it's yes it's, it's desire yeah. uh, you know we back in the day uh, and I have a son who's playing college ball one is going to junior college you got to be an overall player yeah you can't be just a, a, a cover guy. Or you know you got to be all around. You got to you got to know what you're doing. You got to tackle. You got to do all the fundamentals, and that's one of them. And a lot of people in today's league, tackling is kind of frowned upon because, Lord knows why. It's just people just don't practice it enough. Um, but I did it because uh, I did it in college.
0: Right.
2: Uh, Parcells demanded that his defensive backs, especially corners, tackle as much cover two as we ran. You better hold up that outside because if the guy gets past outside Carl Banks on the other side, Lawrence Taylor Perry Wynn's side. Perry's got to make that tackle. We got we got we got to close that corner. Yeah, and that's what we did. So it's a desired thing, and, and I think that uh that uh I did pretty decent at it. Yeah, you were good. Yep, very good.
1: Hey, for the younger for the younger people out there who never saw Mark Collins play, this was one physical corner <laughs> a guy who would put up put, come up on that line and put a whack on a running back or a receiver in a flat wherever it might be yep. <laughs> jerry we have to remember a lot of people you know this is the 80s mark you know he played into the 90s and all that but a lot of people not too familiar with mark so we're going to get people familiar with it's him very, right? good point.
0: very good point chris yep
1: mark listen yep. i hate to bring it up but 89 you uh-huh. guys felt you know the rams come into the stadium
2: yeah
1: giants yeah. had a better team But we know what happened, Mark. Yeah. How much did that loss, though, fuel you guys in the offseason to come back, you know, heading into the 90 season? Were you guys more determined than ever? I mean, did that loss
2: really fuel you guys? Well, uh, I'll speak for myself first and then we'll talk about the team. When when the the Flipper Anderson catch against the the Rams, I mean it was a great throw, great catch. I broke my ankle four places before that. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Yep. And I I never told anybody, but you know it was it was a great game. Uh, as a team, we felt we should have won the Super Bowl 86, 89, and ninety. We had, I have three rings out of with the Giants, but we fell short. But did it fuel us for next uh, the following year? I would say, uh, yeah. Well, we had we had a good team in '89 as well, so we knew we were going to '89. We knew we would be better in '90 because a lot of the guys came back. Uh, funny story about the Ram game. So I lived in Los Angeles, in, uh, the LA area, when I played with the Giants. So Gabe Kaplan used to have a uh, talk show, talk radio show. So he invited. It was at the um, the Felt Farm, down where the Lakers used to play. So he invited me to come down on the show. And then Ospino, you know, to me, he invited Flipper Anderson mm-hmm. and then invited uh, Jim Everett. Mm-hmm. Well, this is after we won the Super Bowl in 1990. Oh, okay. So we get there.
0: Yeah.
2: And these guys are talking about, they're trying to give me crap about, oh, the greatest catch model, biggest player in Ram history. And I'm, I'm kind of reserved to a point. Right. I sat back for like five minutes. And I can't say what I really said, but I'll clean it up for you. <laughs> so I, said, uh, I said, you guys are talking about a play that happened last year. Right. Yeah. Okay, it's last year. Yeah. I won a Super Bowl since then. Right. And you guys are talking about a play. And I tell, tell Jim Everett, what have you done since then? Mm. He said, nothing. <sighs> Flip Randerson, what did you do since then? Oh, nice. uh, uh, nothing. I said, shut up. See, you guys talk about plays. I said, New York What well, is the Yankees, the Giants, the Jets. We talk about championships. Right. You guys talk about plays here in L.A. Right, unbelievable.
0: Right. <laughs> that, that's that's interesting because as soon as you said that, it was after '90. It was like uh, my first thought was, oh, well, you won the Super Bowl already, so who cares? And the yeah. fact that they brought it up is is uh, you know, it's it's kind of funny. I, I just before we go on, I just wanted to jump back to '88. Uh, uh-huh. the Jets lost. Now you said you should have won the Super Bowl 86, 89, 90. Did you not look at the 88 team that way? I'm just curious.
2: No, we, we, we were, I think we were still trying to find our way through. Yeah. Uh, we have some great players. Don't get me wrong. Right. But uh, and I, I'll never forget this. In 88, I had, a, uh, I had a hernia. And I played the last, I think the last six games, we had six games left. And then uh, I couldn't go anymore, and I told Pars Bill I couldn't go. So I went to surgery with uh, the uh, hospital for special surgery, had a fix, mm-hmm. and I missed the last two games. One of the games was against the Jets. Yeah. So I was going, oh, if I was in, I know who it was. But the last play of that game, the touchdown Jet, the Jets uh, got Yeah, it, yeah.
0: It
2: was- Tom, was Tom Flynn was on
1: We just yeah. talked about that on recently. Oh. Mark, go ahead.
2: And I
0: said, "What happened?" To, I said, "I I don't remember." I'm like, "What happened with Mark Collins in that game? Why was he not on Altoon? So there you go. Okay.
2: I had surgery, and I and I tried to go as long as I could. Yeah. But dude, it was, it was awful. It was, I could, I told Bill, Coach, I can't go. Um, and I got three three games with one leg. Yeah. And I said I can't do this because it started. It was really painful, so. Yeah, real quick. How I was gonna say, how was his reaction to that? Because I know that
0: Parcells with injuries is tough.
2: No, Bill, 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 Bill has his guys. Bill knows the guys who, who battle through pain. Okay, got it. He, Bill, he's a. Hey, you. I, I got it. He, he knew if I said that, I was pretty much.
1: Mark, I Mark, I actually heard Parcells once in an interview, and everybody automatically mentions Lawrence. It's the Saints game, you know, the one shoulder. And I remember specifically, Parcells, he asked, somebody asked Parcells about, you know, give me who were your toughest guys, you know? And you were one of them, Mark. Parcells mentioned, he goes, you know, I had the way, you know, the way he used to put things, Mark. He goes, let me tell you something. I had a corner over there, too, that a lot of people don't talk about. He was a tough son of a, you know, way, Parcells. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you played, you actually played 16 games in 89, Mark. And you were playing hurt a lot of those games.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, I fractured my ankle after the uh, 80, uh, 89 playoff loss to the Rams, and I had, I had to come back to California, rehabbed and um, go back for the ninety season. And we, after the third game, I think I rolled it against Dallas or somebody, so I was out another three games. So I could have came, but we have we three, we have four weeks, mm-hmm. three games in a bye week. So uh, Bill comes to me after a week, my second week out. He goes, "How you doing, kid?" The coach, I'm all right. He goes, No, tell the truth. How are you? I said, I'm all right. He goes, Mark, mm. right. you okay? Give me a percentage. I said about sixty percent. He goes, take another week off. Oh wow. I, took three weeks, I took three weeks off. Yeah. He comes back. He goes, Hey kid, how you feeling? I said, Coach, I'm a, I'm about seventy five percent. He goes, Good. Because the seventy five percent you is better than what we got out there. That's uh, a nice compliment. Nice. Oh, dude, I was like, Oh, I was cool. It was cool. It was all. That's
1: also a huge compliment for Parcells, Mark. Because if some other guy would have went up to him and said, "Oh, oh Coach, I'm," he would have been, he would have looked at him. Like you know how Paul used to get, but he used to look at a guy if he thought he was full of, you know what? Yeah. But you, <laughs> the way you played, Mark, injured all the time, you were one of his guys. When he looked when you said something like, "Well, oh, I'm sixty-five percent, whatever." He knows you. You know you were telling the truth, man. Because well, yeah. you you were a warrior, Mark. You were a warrior that got out there, man, and played hurt.
2: Well, I tell you what thank you. Well, I tell you what and not just from the coach's perspective but the players realize that too I mean there's times I was hurt doing that doing it couple of stretches uh Lawrence Taylor would come up homeboy homeboy go sit down <laughs> go sit down he goes I don't need I don't need you I don't need you Monday hell I don't need you Wednesday I don't need you Friday MC I need you Sunday that's awesome. Wow. So when a player tells you that, like that, like Banks have said the same thing. Yeah. Johnny Cooks, those guys. Wait, Johnny Cooks will call me game day. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. He goes, just show up on game day, you'll be all right. Don't don't worry about practice. But that's a great compliment from guys like that.
1: And, and trust me when I tell you, Mark, when you talk to giant fans that watched you guys in the '80s, you mentioned Mark Collins, most fans, right, Jerry? They're yep. like, well, that was one tough mother F. I'll give you. I'll give you, Mark. I'll give you the text from Call Banks last time. And I said, "Yo, we're interviewing uh, Collins for the podcast. His is his ready. Great teammate. My partner in crime on the edge. My yep. Tough, yes. tough MF. Complete
0: <laughs> cornerback. Yeah. I Mr. Mean, Banks himself. <laughs> that's awesome. Personal yeah. story. I was tailgating years ago, and I forget who was number twenty-five on the Giants at the time, but they said, uh that's making me sick. I said, why? He goes, that's Mark Collins' number, man. You can't re- misrepresent that number. So uh, to Chris's point, you are looked at <laughs> in, in high regard from Giant fans, from ex-Giant, from uh, you know the guys you played with, obviously. Um, I, I wanted to ask about 90. Now that whole season, we, you, you kind of got into it. Um, not as dominant as the 86 team, but you guys were so flawless, right, offensively and um, hardly any turnovers. Your turnover ratio, I think, was the best in NFL history. Defense was solid. Do you look at Super Bowl twenty-five as your greatest game? Because I, I know for a fact Andre Reid said he had never gotten hit that hard. You guys were absolutely incredible that day.
2: Well, I I, I look uh, on the totality of the whole season. Yeah. I think our 1990s. See, in 86, we were supposed to win.
0: Right.
2: All the periodicals had us. Okay, these guys are solid. They're going to win. Yep. So we... We were supposed to win and we did it. That nineteen ninety team, we, we were scrappy. Not that we were no less than an eighty-six team. It's just nineteen ninety, there were a lot of other teams in the, in the mix. Yeah. I mean, you know, Washington was still Washington was good. Uh who else was good? Uh, 49ers were good. Yeah. You know, NFC was pretty solid. Yeah. Uh you know. But the ninety team, we had a a, a, a bit of a, a tougher road. To get there, you know, we had the home game against the the Bears, and then we had to fly to San Francisco to beat San Francisco in San Fran, and then after that, fly to to Tampa with one week off because of the Gulf War, and a
1: backup quarterback.
2: Yeah, the backup quarterback. (laughs) That's right. So, so the road was a bit, bit what I thought was a bit tougher, not because the our team wasn't better than the '86 team, but just the, the, the the way we got there. Right. But the confidence on our team, it was sky high. I mean, yeah. there was, there was no doubt in anybody's mind from Parcells to the equipment manager that we were going to go to the Super Bowl.
0: Right.
2: No doubt. Oh, even after Sims went down, that confidence stayed the same. Yes, and I'll tell you, and I'll tell you, you ask anybody on that team, the defense, we we got we we collectively got with with uh, Jeff Hosteller, right. and told Jeff, Jeff. Get us twenty twenty
0: points
1: or more, we'll win. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry, I gotta <laughs> ask,
2: Mark, I gotta Belichick. ask you I,
1: I gotta ask you this. So you, you're you you're preparing for the Bills. They come off a huge win their championship game. They got the whole offensive thing going on. Belichick supposedly walks into the meeting with you guys and comes out with this. Hey, we're gonna let Thurman get his hundred yards. <laughs> right? Mark, yep. what was your what? What was your reaction when you heard Fellow
2: say that? Well, for for me, as a, a defensive bag, I mean, yeah, you I I really didn't care. But collectively, as a defense we had, man, the, the guys who got pissed was Lawrence, hmm. Carl, Carl, Banks, Carl Banks almost blew a gasket. <laughs> Carl lost it, Leonard Martin lost it, yeah. Eric Howard, these guys, they were hot. Yeah. And it came it came to a point where Carl stood up because we were at the hotel. Uh, in California, uh, in, T- in Tampa. And uh, Carl was, his veins came out of his neck. He,
0: he was, was still pissed. pissed. He, was he was still
2: pissed. pissed. Was like, no, he was like, oh, okay. But, you know, and then uh, he did what he did, and, and it worked. But i tell you what. Was, when we first played Buffalo early in the season, yeah, we tried to watch actual cut-ups. Buffalo Bills offense well it's hard to watch cut-ups of the offense when they do a no huddle right so we we weren't getting the proper timing to make our calls and adjustments and we lost that game I think 23 17 or something like that so this time we play Buffalo again and Belichick comes in and gets in front of the, or the the meeting room and says guys we're gonna we're gonna watch the, uh, the actual live feed of the game, the NBC game with uh, I don't know who did the game, whoever the, the uh, color commentary people—they're gonna do it so you can get your calls down. So we're watching the actual feed of the NBC game, Buffalo versus the Raiders. All right. Sorry about that it was in the background. So we watch. So at first we're going, "What the hell?" I, I, all of a sudden, but the video plays, uh, the, the actual game plays, and then we're. Give them a timing of how the players run, how to make our calls and checks, uh, stuff like that. Yeah, so before you know, we all get done with it, this noise is ridiculous. Sorry about that. <laughs> Some right. lawn lawnmower, lawnmower, or lawnmower, or what? Yeah, oh, nice. So, anyway, we're watching the live feed and we can all our checks, our assignments, and everything yeah. else down to a science. Yeah, we take those two days of practice watching the actual game on TV. Yeah, all right. There was nothing Buffalo did that fooled us, even though yeah, we played them once, but we got our timing down. So we knew exactly where they were gonna be when the ball was caught, whatever. So by knowing that, where they're gonna be,
0: yeah.
2: As a defensive back, all you gotta do is just run and hit the hell out or hit the hell out of somebody and blow them up. Yeah. Our first game we played, we were, we were a little tentative. We didn't know where they were gonna be. But watching everything else, oh, our timing was perfect. And we knew we could beat Buffalo.
0: Plus, it was hard. No. It was horrible weather in that first game, too, right? It was like forty degrees in rain. Oh
2: yeah, was sleep. I dropped yeah. two picks. I, right. I should have had two picks that <laughs> game. One, I, uh, James Roffin, James Lofton grabbed my uh, face mask on one. I dropped it, huh. and then one, uh, I think Andre Reed just let. He just he stripped the ball out of my hand. But anyway. Yeah. So, um,
0: I I gotta ask before we go on to some um, more somber notes, like ninety one, ninety two. Um, I gotta break your balls a little. Um, on, the, on the return on George Martin's seventy-eight yard return, did you <laughs> did, did you clip Sammy Winder?
2: That was not a clip because okay. my head was a, my head was a process Because <laughs> <thigh>. <But, laughs> let me tell you a story about that one. All right. So every week, uh, every 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 day of the week for a game, we have a we put a pot together. Yeah. And we get the pot bills based on what you do in practice. Yeah. If you drop an interception, if if uh, defensive linemen jump off sides, you go to the pot. There's a penalty. We have referees out there you know. goes to the money, goes to the pot. Well, the pot, and then you get the pot by having a big play in the game. Well, Mm. this pot has grown to, I don't know, almost six grand Wow. after three weeks. That's a lot of money back in those days. That's a a lot of jumping off
1: sides and everything,
0: Mark. (laughs) Yeah,
2: Yeah. (laughs) but it grew. grew. (laughs) So, whoever made a big play gets the pot. So, George Gets the big play now against Denver. I'm on the left corner. I'm on the like 15-yard line. Yeah. Uh, the receiver runs in the end zone. I got him covered. Well, I, see, I got him covered. I see George make the play, and he's running down the field. I'm in the middle of the end zone,
0: yeah.
2: and I start running. I said, let me just start running. Maybe I can make a play. I just start hauling ass. Yeah. I start running. I start catching him, and I saw Sammy Winer come from the, from the angle. So I said if I could negotiate here and get a good block, yeah. I did it. So I got my head across, got a good block. I stayed down so George could jump over me.
0: Nice.
2: He gets a touchdown. Now, we win the game. Next day, <laughs> going at Monday.
1: I know what's George, coming here.
2: <laughs> George George Martin, rather. George Martin. George Martin goes, Hey, all the guys that threw a block, great, but I'm gonna give Mark Collins I got, it. he gave me 800 bucks for that block. Oh, nice. There you
1: go. a gentleman. Always <laughs> was a gentleman, Martin. Kind
2: <laughs> of oh, nice. I thought,
1: Mark, I thought you were going to go with that. I thought you were going to say, hey, we're splitting that six large. <laughs> no, no. That's
2: why no. I thought you were going with that. No, no. I, I, I didn't even ask you. He, he gave me 800 bucks. That was kind of cool. That's nice. great stuff. Man. Mark. Yep. You, you finish up playing safety.
1: I'm going to jump ahead a little bit, Jerry. For the Chiefs, you actually had six interceptions one year, playing safety. Yeah. I. I uh... What did you like? I mean, you know, you finished up safety. You were cornered your first, you know, eight, nine, whatever it was, ten years. Did you? Mark, did you like playing safety
2: that much? Did you like it just as much as corner? Well, it's, it's, it's a different mentality. Uh, when you're a younger guy, yeah, you, I, I like the stuff. I, I like to mix it up. I like to bump and run. I like to be the physical part on the outside. I like that part, that corner. As you get a little older, I moved inside. It was cool. I didn't mind it because for the first time in my career, I got a chance to see the whole game. I got to see the whole field. It was fantastic. I could have played another four or five years. I could have got maybe 15, 16 years in a safety. Um, But I got tired of the BS, whatever. But yeah, it was good. I liked it. I didn't mind it one bit. I I can – I recognize formations. I put linebackers in the great spots. And if you got two good corners out there that, that can play, it makes right. your job a lot easier. The hard part is when you see a guy like Chris McCoy come up or Brandon Jacobs go through that middle, that's a whole different deal. That's where you got to make sure your life, sharing, your life policy, your insurance policy is <laughs> paid up. That's a different deal. Nice. So
0: uh, just jump back a little bit. Ninety-one, ninety-two. We we know what the, the seasons were. I guess yeah. two, two questions. One – did you still, did you guys still have enough talent on those teams to make a run? Because the 93 team was pretty decent. I know you added some other guys, but also going from, it's not talked about enough, like going from Parcells to Hanley. I guess what was the, the disorganization of that and, and what was that experience like? Well,
2: it's, it's, it's almost, I'll equate it to this. If this makes sense.
0: Yeah.
2: It's like putting uh, regular fuel. Into a uh, a diesel truck,
0: okay,
2: or vice versa. <laughs> nice. You can't do it; it won't run. Yeah. So what? What Ray Hanley did? He brought in guys. Uh, was that year? Was that ninety-one or ninety-two? I think it was ninety-two, ninety-one. He brought in a who's the defensive coordinator? Rod Rust in ninety-two. Rod Rust, yes. Yeah. He come from a team that's one and fifteen. That's
1: right. Mister yeah. Reader, react.
2: That's oh Ray God! gosh. I was going. Wait a minute. That's not what we do. Right, we, we line up in two or three coverages. We smack you in the lips and we go. Well, this guy's coming in. Why well, you gotta do this? Whatever, whatever. like, this ain't this ain't working.
0: Right.
2: So when you bring in guys like that, against you know with the quality of the players we had, yeah, it's not gonna work. Yeah, it, it's not gonna work. And I I had a blowout with Ray Hanley because I got tired after a loss. Every time we lost, it was the same speech, and I got tired of it. We go out to Denver. And we lose to Denver. Elway's out, and we lost to Tommy Maddox. That's right. Mm. Who became I a giant? I in the locker room yes. and he started talking the same stuff. I, I was, I was, I was shaking because OJ goes, He goes, "Mark, don't do it. Mark, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it, Mark." I said, <laughs> and I let him have it. <laughs> How did he I react? How did he react to that, Mark? I don't know. I left, and then, I, and then after that, you know. It it really went south after that. It do really you, went south. Do you think
0: you had enough talent on those two teams to make a
2: run? We 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 were we were talented enough, yeah. but no, because because San Fran was really peaking because they 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 won the Super Bowl that year, 88, 89. Yeah, San Fran they were, they were humming, and I yeah. don't think we had the juice left. To compete
0: with San oh, said so, Yeah, the Redskins in Dallas, ninety-one, ninety-two. 92. Yeah. Redskins. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Redskins. yeah, Everybody's ramping up. But we we were kind yeah. on the decline.
1: So okay, we were going to tell. Mark,
0: <laughs> I toughest receiver
1: that you've oh. gone
2: against. Well, gone,
1: you went against Rice numerous times and all that. You also went against a guy in Washington that you praised in the past. So I have to ask you, who's the toughest guy
2: you went against? Well, I tell you, Art, Art Monk was a—he he was oh just tough. Now don't forget, now every guy I went against. Everybody in the NFC East receivers I went against they're in the Hall of Fame. I mean, <laughs> right. Chris Carter, Michael yeah. Irvin, yeah, uh, who else, uh, Art Monk, yeah, uh, JT Smith and Roy Green were great too. They, yeah, my quick, my quick was good too. Quick, yeah. all these guys, oh like, man, jeez. yeah, I never got a break. I mean, t- twice a week, two times a year, I'm gonna see these guys, right? But I don't know, the, the toughest one, I, I, I would still say Art Monk because Art was, um, all the guys were physical to a point, but Art Art will fight you back. Yeah, and uh, once he knows that you won't back down, which I never backed down from him, he, he kind of he was kind of. I'm not trying to sound braggadocious. How can I put this? I was never. He never got a lot of big plays or touchdowns on me.
0: Right,
2: right. Uh, so, but but I respected his competitiveness. Right. He was really in a he guy. Never, right. never uh trash talk. I never trash talk with Michael Irvin. Never came at me. Uh Chris Carter never. We never trash talk. It was just, you know, just go out and play. But, Jerry Rice is a different story, though. Jerry, I let him know I was going to be the all flipping day.
1: Did we, he, we he talk? talk. Yeah, there you go. I'm sorry, Jerry.
2: Did he talk smack, uh, Mark? No, I, I did to him. Okay. <laughs> because <laughs> I, I want, I want him to make sure that I'm not one of these guys out of, out of the uh, NFC West, whatever they're playing. In. I said, no, dude. I'm not going to to run up and down the field, though he got me once. But, hey, no, dude, I'm going to hit you every chance I get. <laughs> he, he, <laughs> so got I, you, yeah,
0: he got yeah, you once, but he got you once. But, uh, sorry, Kenny Hill took you out on that play, right? Yeah, but that's okay. I mean, okay. Because no, I, I, I always consider it like, well, he got him once, but circumstances, I know it was an accident, but I'm just saying, like, you covered him better than anybody else did. And I'm just saying that that's a fact. And that's why yeah. it doesn't surprise me that you say Art Monk.
2: Yeah, or it was, or it was, um, Jerry, and Jerry, listen, no disrespect, he was a hell of a player. Yeah, I just saw when I first got into the league, I said, Why, why are these defensive backs letting this guy run free? Why, I would be like a speed bump, I'm gonna, right. I'm gonna make you run over me slowly, or right. run around me. i would be dipped in, well, I can't say what I want to say, but you're not gonna just gonna run by, so I just stop him from just running, running by, Right, All right? So, Michael O'Reilly was somewhat quiet against you and Bob. Surprising. Yeah. We, we, that's we never surprising. Talked, we never talked much. we just, We just I respect this game. I respect him still. He's a great guy. I mean, we never talked, never had words together. Just after the game was over, he shook his, he shook his hands and I'll see him in Vegas. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, what are you, Mark? So, Mark, what are you doing these days, man? I know your kid's in high school, right? Well, I, I got a son who just graduated high school. He's gonna oh, okay. go the, the junior college route. And my uh he he's, playing, all, football. he's playing, yeah, football. playing football, yes. Okay. He's a corner as well. And Mark Jr. is playing uh he's going to his senior year at University of South Dakota. He's uh he's a senior. He'll he'll get a he'll get a legit shot. He's good. He's better than me. I, I'm not just saying that. He's better than me. He's taller than I am, he's about six feet. Uh weighs about one ninety now. Good speed. He's a corner as well. Uh, he'll get. He'll get a shot. Uh, so I'll watch him play. I own a sports recruiting service. We help student athletes gain uh gain a recognition to, to go to college. Still doing uh, that. Good for you, man. Yep. So just doing some stuff like that. I enjoy trying to help kids uh, create opportunities for them to go to college. Male and female sports. Got two, five sports. That's what we do. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool. And
1: yeah. how's your golf? How's your golf game coming? <laughs>
2: You know, I'm 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 in California. And I'm trying to get it back. I I was down to a six handicap index. I'm I'm probably right about a ten now. I don't practice enough,
1: right.
2: but I but I'm all right. I, I enjoy playing. I drink my beer and have a cigar. And I play some of the great courses in California.
1: It's fun. Uh, look, I DM'd you, and it still stands, my man. You you're out in Jersey. I got you, man. We'll do a little eighteen if you're around.
2: Hey, dude. Hey, listen, I I would do it. Hey, let me tell the story real quick. This is funny. I just go back up, Dude, Mark, take as much time as you want, buddy. You're
0: good. Oh,
2: okay. <laughs> so I, I still I, I get a lot of fan mails too, which is cool. Yeah. So I get fan mail and I always read it and I send it back the cards back. So this one guy, oh, he's I think he's out of, he's in a Connecticut, Stanford, Connecticut. So he's I mean he's a diehard Giants fan. He sends me a letter saying. Do you know you were the only defensive back we who ever played in the same position for eight years? You're you the longest tenure. I was like, what? So he started just rattling names: Dick Lynch. I and
0: like,
2: <laughs> now he goes, you played in that left corner without going to the right corner. You know what? In one position, I was the longest defense, the longest player defensive back who stayed in one position. Ah, okay. So I guess he did. He went to the Giants log or whatever. Start lineups.
1: but
2: right. Sure enough, he, he 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 sent a picture of it. So from '86 to my last year in '93, <laughs> at at one position, I was the left. I was the, <laughs> the left corner.
1: The longest tenure, right?
2: Yeah, it's the longest tenure. So I'm going. That's pretty flipping cool. And he you start okay. He started naming other players. Nope, they, they played four years. They played three years. They went from this side to that side. I was going, first of all, I was going, that's pretty cool. Secondly, I'm going, this dude ain't got nothing else to do. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's correct. <laughs> but, well, yeah. but I think it's pretty cool, though. I mean, no, I never thought of that. Was it, man?
1: I, I mean, had no idea. Yeah, I, I didn't know it.
2: that. Yeah. I did not know. I had no idea. Is it like Mark Haynes? I think Mark had three years Four years with the Giants, I think, at, at left corner. Yeah. Something like that. So I went damn. Well Mark, you know what, Mark? That
1: shows you yeah. the passion oh, I of know. the Giant of the Giants fan. Of the yeah. Giant fan. It really does, man. It really man, does.
2: I know. When I when I got to uh to Jersey, New York, being in Southern California, it's a whole different deal, sports wise. Right. You know. They don't know who the backup quarterback is or the backup third base. They don't know anything. Yeah. You go back east, Jersey, New York. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. Man, they know. What kind of underwear you wear, where you yep. go to school. Oh, yeah. What kind of milk you drink? Yeah. Two percent, low fat. They know everything about you. I was going yep. unbelievable. Mark, yeah, this, yeah, this is yep. this
0: is passed down. Giant fan. It's like passed down from like the Polo Grounds, right? Like Polo Grounds, Yankee Stadium, Yale Bowl. Shea for one year, Giant Stadium Met Life. Like uh, this is from our fathers, right? Like this being a Giants fan, I always say it's it's God, family, Giants, and it's not always in that order, right? It's just it's random. So it doesn't surprise me, man. Giant fans are we're insane. We're all out of our minds. and I, I, I'm the first you, know, you were talking about the Charger game. I'm like, oh that was your first pick. You must have been like, All right, thanks, man. I appreciate that. So
2: But you know what though? That's not a bad thing, man. I'm yeah, gonna tell you. Yeah. I, I I I really appreciate it because Especially when, when, and it's, you know, I mean, Sinatra said it. You know, it is, it is, it's the, it's the greatest town. I mean, New yeah. York is the greatest. Yeah. And if you win there, oh man, it's, it's the best. Yeah. It, it really is. It's yep. not Kansas City. It's not. It's not L.A. There's, a, there's, there's something to be said about playing sports in New York, New Jersey. There's something said about it. Yep. And it's a great thing, and I would never, I would never forget it.
1: Mark, I gotta tell you, man, because I sat in the stadium in the '70s doing the men hall days. Okay, uh-huh. I was there with the Pesic game. Okay, and we used to sit there. Yeah, it was right. <laughs> we used to sit there every week, and the defense was good back then, Mark. But the offense was horrific. Okay, and what you guys did in '86 to guys in you know my age and Jerry and all that, and you you know, you know I, I'm sure you were rookie then. And it didn't really sink into you, Mark. You just being a kid, you were a rookie, the whole yeah. deal. But what you did, your team, that 86 team, to, for the fan base, because of the suffering before that, Mark, of <laughs> horrific football, Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, and then you guys from 84, you know, you started doing your thing in 84, 86, you guys win it, Mark, I know it didn't sink into you, buddy, because you were just a rookie back then and all that. But, man, what you guys did... But a fan base, New York Giant fan base, I'm telling you, my man, it was incredible. It was unreal. And you got a taste of that, Mark, right? With that Redskin game, that championship game, the way that place was rocking, man. Oh yeah. And that wind and cold and all that crap, right? Oh, yeah. That was a lot of frustration coming
2: out, Mark. <laughs> well, I, I tell you what, I tell you, uh, you're right. Coming from, you know, being my rookie year, but being a being a part of that team, an integral part of that team as a a nine game, 10 game starter. And playing every game, I felt it because I can feel it through the fans. Yeah. And this is something you guys don't know. We 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 felt the pulse. We felt your pulse. Yeah. We knew it. We 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 rode based on what you brought to us. Yeah. We felt the fervor. We felt the heartache. We felt everything about it. So we had no choice. We had no choice but to get it done. We had no choice but to get it done. Now, I'll be remiss if I didn't say this. I didn't enjoy it as much that time, but I sure flipping enjoy it now. I really do. I do. Mark, that uh, that makes a lot of sense. And
0: listen, man, we could do this for, I could do this for like six straight hours, but um, we really, uh, not, to get, yeah, not to get too corny. Look, our dads have, have passed and we always talk about this, Chris and I, they would get a kick out of the fact that Chris and I are interviewing Mark Collins for our podcast. Like, you know, you're one of their favorite players. Like, that 86 team, they just look, you know, the Giant fans look at that 86 team like it's, it's the untouchable team. You can never say a, You can't say a bad thing about, like, Vince Warren on that team, right? Like, the backup to the backup to the backup, <laughs> right? Like, you can't say anything, and, and they would get a kick out of this. And listen, man, I, I, we just want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts for this. This was an awesome experience. and um, Yeah, it really was. You know, we'll love to do this again sometime, or hopefully our pads cross, and we really appreciate this. Oh, Mark, God, you're more than welcome.
1: Anytime. Mark, my man, it was a pleasure watching you play. You, ever, it. you, ever, you ever up in Jersey? My office still stands. I'm going to take you up on it, Chris. Take me up, my man. <laughs> Talk, <laughs> man. See you soon. Be careful, All right?
2: right? Be, safe. right. Be, Be safe. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
0: Chris, man, how cool is that? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Listen, Mark, uh, you know what? You could tell he loves talking about giant football. Loves talking about the past, right, Jerry? Uh, yeah, yeah. He gave some good insight, right? Yeah, absolutely. Some interesting stuff. I thought the Rams thing with Everett and Flipper, right? Yeah. I thought that was great. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and and, and Art, Art Monk was a was a yeah. shock.
1: Yeah, yeah. I thought Art Monk was a. Uh, I thought it'd be Jerry Rice, but he, you know, he, you know, he gave. He said Art Monk was his physical guy, one of his toughest receivers. Is not the toughest? And um, I thought he gave some good stuff man. Uh, uh, when he, you know, his rookie year, right? Yeah, yeah. In the locker room and, 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 and telling Flipper Anderson and Jim Everett, what are you guys kidding me? What did you guys ever win, right? That's yeah, awesome. <laughs> and Jerry, that disappointing, that tough loss to the Rams in '89, he felt they should have got another ring, right? You hear him? when he said, yeah. when he said that, hey, I should have three rings. You hear him?
0: Yeah. I, I was surprised by two things. One, that Michael Irvin didn't talk trash to him, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. <laughs> and the other one was that, he felt like it was over after 90, as far as like contending, like '91. And maybe, maybe if they had Parcells, he would have felt differently. But like, I was trying to, like, I was, you know, I was trying to get him to say like, Hey, 91, 92, do you think you had it? And he kind of was like, nah, you know what? Not really. So that was, I thought that was a little interesting. I thought that
1: was interesting too. Uh, yeah. I, you know what? I should have brought this up to Mark. Yes, uh, I should have brought him up to when, I, when we were talking to him, Jerry, but Michael Irvin, uh, some of those guys that I thought talk trash really didn't Jerry. Yeah. I think some of it had to do with that. Mark Collins was one physical corner dude. Yeah. And if you talk some smack to him, if he gets a shot, he's going to knock you out, man. Yeah.
0: Right, right. So
1: I don't know if that has something to do with it too, Jerry. Like Maybe. even Michael Irvin, you know, I mean, Michael Irvin was, was taller than Mark Collins and all that, but Mark Collins was built like a fire a fire hydrant, remember. Yeah. I mean, you know, if he got a hit on you, as you saw, as Andre Reed could, 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 could tell you, right. Yeah. Um, He's going to hit you, man. He's going to hurt you, you know? So I, I wonder if that had a lot to do with it, too, Jerry.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. And, and how about he talk trash to Rice? I thought that was funny that he yep. said he talks. Uh, Rice didn't, but he talked back. So awesome interview. It was an honor, um, not to be corny, but, you know, you're interviewing a two-time Super Bowl champ, guy we grew up watching. That's good stuff. And there'll be more, guys. There'll be more. Uh, God willing, when, this, when uh, Chris is allowed back in the building, uh, we're going to be adding a lot more uh, to the uh, – the interview Jim, Rolodex, if you will. Yeah. It's a quick question. Yes. What's gonna come first,
1: me getting in a building or me getting a haircut?
0: I don't know. Right, I'm just curious about that. A legal haircut, you mean? <laughs> Not a back oh, alley. Yeah. Well, I, a I, lot I, of people are doing like back alley haircuts right now. No, i legally, buddy. I'm waiting for I'm waiting for you know uh, legally open. I, I th- you, you you may go there looking like uh, like you said Robert Plant. You may that's be, what I'm saying, yeah. yeah.
1: If I don't get a haircut by time training camp, I, I think like the Jordan Raynons and all these guys, they're, they're going to walk right by me. Like, they're, like, they're probably like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Who's this homeless person that was allowed on the field? <laughs> uh, good stuff. Anything else, buddy? No,
1: listen, it was great stuff with Mark Collins. Thank him again. Yeah. Uh, listen, Jerry, a lot of our Twitter followers, our podcast followers, all that, they were like, yo, why don't you get this guy? Try to get this guy. Try to get some in. You know what? We, we listen, right, Jerry? Yeah. You follow us? Yeah. Uh, so you know what folks we will you know we're gonna have people uh before camp we'll have people during camp we're gonna have players uh giants players during the season yeah okay yeah and uh it should be really good but
0: plus our uh our boss um the judges chambers up there uh, wants us to do this as well so we have to i guess I have to listen to him now
1: well, it was, yeah, that was, a, it was a good suggestion and, you know, something yeah. that we thought about for a while and uh, no, I'm, yeah. taking,
0: I'm taking a shot at our, our producer. That's all.
1: Oh, you're <laughs> taking another shot at Paul? Yeah, a little bit, a
0: little bit. No, oh, it's all
1: and his family now.
0: Okay. I got it. <laughs> Good stuff. All right, everybody. Uh, if you want to order a subscription to the giant insider, which a lot of you are, a lot of you are, are DMing us. So thank you very much. Uh, go to www.thegiantinsider.com. Go to magster.com for a digital subscription. M-A-G-Z-T-E-R. And download the Giant Insider app from the App Store. Everybody, it's a crazy world right now. It's literally burning. Um, just be safe, everybody. We're trying. We again, we hope to provide a distraction for all of you amidst the um, quarantine and everything else going on. Uh, so please be safe, everybody. Anything else, Chris? Uh, that's
1: it, man. Be safe. Uh, everything seems to be turning the right way, and let's enjoy the summer. Hopefully, training
0: camps around the corner, but there we go. All right, guys. Remember, Sundays are Giant days. Take care, everybody.
1: Bye-bye, everybody.